ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Thursday, November 5th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true. Great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We get a lot on the program this afternoon. I had a chance to uh, catch up with Savannah Wheeler. She was named yesterday to the preseason all-conference USA team for Marshall basketball. So we're going to talk to her a little bit later on. Also, uh, Tony Kemper, we had him on the show yesterday, but he was also part of that Zoom conference call. So we're going to listen into a little bit of that. Uh, I had a chance to ask Tony some different questions. So it's different from yesterday's interview, if you heard it, and also there were some other members of the media on that call. So you got a different perspective from talking to him. And, of course, as I mentioned, your phone calls will get all of that in. Uh, We did find out today that it is official now that the Conference USA Board of Directors has approved an updated format, according to them, for their men's and women's basketball scheduling. It's official. Men's and women's games are going to move from Thursday to Friday and Saturday. So I haven't looked at all the conference schedules, but – It's pretty uniform for the most part. Thursday, Saturday game. So now it's going to be Friday and Saturday. So you still have your 18-game regular season. Your travel partner, that's not going to change. So if I've done the math here, the December 31st and January 2nd series at Louisiana Tech, it's going to transition now to a January 1st and 2nd schedule. And then that means January 8th and 9th will be the Charlotte series. And then you can do the math from there. Now, teams are going to play back-to-back games on Friday and Saturday, as we mentioned. And you have a requirement of at least 21 hours in between tip-offs to provide what the league is calling appropriate rest periods. Now, the reason they're doing this, it's reducing the amount of travel. That's part of it. So you're going to have the Friday-Saturday format. You can play efficiently, the league says, and you can have your testing protocol completed. And they're looking at ways to compress the schedule, make testing easier. Also, travel is going to be less of a burden because if you go, you got to travel, then you got to play on Thursday. And then you got to wait a day, and then you got to play on Saturday, and then you can get out of there and get back home. So the way they're doing this is, I mean, it could be you travel and you get there day of, play on Friday, stay the night, play on Saturday. Depending on what your travel arrangements are, you can get out of there. You know, you leave on Saturday and, and then just head home, and, and you got a few days to rest because usually – If you're on the road one week, you're going to be at home the next. So that's the outline here for the conference schedule. And it impacts both men and women. So this is going to be across the board. So when Marshall's at Louisiana Tech on the men's side, the women will play host to Louisiana Tech. Again, it makes sense, I think, the way the conference has done the men's and women's schedule. So you always know. The men are home, the women are on the road. If the women are on the road, the men are home, vice versa. You get it. You understand completely. 
Also, the Conference USA men's basketball preseason poll is out. The team's out, the preseason team, and the preseason poll. Here's what it looks like. We'll go with the poll first. The poll has Western Kentucky number one, preseason favorite. They get 11 first-place votes. North Texas comes in second, and they get three first-place votes. Okay, that makes sense because Western Kentucky, North Texas, those two were pretty much the teams you were counting on if you're watching Conference USA to determine the championship. Marshall comes in at third. That's pretty good for the Thundering Herd here. No first-place votes, but Marshall comes in third. Then followed by UAB, Old Dominion, Charlotte, Louisiana Tech, and then rounding out the top eights, UTEP. 9 through 14, UTSA at 9, then Florida Atlantic at 10, Florida Atlantic, and then FIU at 11, Middle Tennessee at 12, Southern Miss at 13, and Rice at 14. Now the preseason team, it comes out today as well, and you have some of the usual suspects. These are the names that you're going to be keeping an eye out for. For example, Tavion Hollingsworth, Western Kentucky. He's on the list. You're going to keep an eye on that guy. He's a senior. I can't wait for him to be gone. Charles Bassey, a junior. I can't wait for him to be gone. Uh, A lot of guys from UTSA. Javon Jackson's on the list. Keaton Wallace. uh, Bryson Williams from UTEP is on the list. Then you have Tavion Kenzie. And Jared West making the list. I'm not going to give you the complete list, but I did want to point out that Tavion Kinsey and Jared West on the list. So that makes perfect sense. Jared, a senior opportunity for him to come back. He's going to have hopefully a great year. Tavion Kinsey, a junior, definitely coming back. And you might see him for a couple more years, and that's exciting to me. The bad thing about the pandemic is how it's altered everything. The good thing is that these kids aren't going to be left out in the cold. And some unfinished business, I believe, uh, coming from Tavion and listening to Jared earlier this week. So that's what your preseason team poll looks like. Tips off. Everything's November 25th. And again, we we kind of have an idea of what the non-conference schedule looks like. But at the same time... It's not out yet. I'm hoping it's going to be out. I keep hearing it's going to be out. I'm told it's in pencil. Why is it in pencil? Because you can erase pencil easier. That's sort of what I'm told. We don't know what this thing's going to look like until it's out. And even then, be honest with you, I know conference schedule is going to be locked a lot more than the non-conference schedule. And keep in mind here, And the conference schedule, the regular season for both the men and women's teams, as we mentioned, begins on January 1st. And the final week of the regular season, if there's a game that needs to be rescheduled or there's a game that has to be played because of issues here, that's what that week's going to be about. So there's not going to be this open week unless – you get through your schedule. You get through your schedule, then you've got an open week. You don't get through your schedule, you know, there's going to be some opportunity. Because, again, we saw what Conference USA did with the football schedule. Marshall gets that Rice game back. Marshall gets that FIU game back, at least on paper. And so that's what the league is doing right now, trying to allow some cushion before the conference tournament. And 
whenever the conference schedule is changed like that, you think that they're really focused on condensing this thing and then getting it over with. Get it in, get as many games as you can, and then get to the tournament. Do it safely. Then hopefully you've got a couple of teams that make the NCAA tournament. You're guaranteed at least one, the automatic qualifier. Now, that's the question also is, you know, what the non-conference schedule looks like for most of these teams, you know, how do you build a resume? I mean, you might say, okay, Western Kentucky could win the league, and then you look at, say, North Texas, they had a great season as well, so maybe they get the nod as an at-large. You don't know. Ultimately, the prize is win the conference tournament. You do that by putting yourself in the best position. You do that by winning the regular season or finishing in a good spot for seeding. I mean, you're in the top four or five, you're going to be okay, I would think. And Marshall's picked third, so being third means Marshall's going to be in a good spot, and eventually you would have to face a team like Western Kentucky anyway. And we'll know more when Marshall does play Western Kentucky. All right, we've talked about basketball schedules. We don't have a non-conference schedule to talk about, so we're going to turn our attention to the women's side. Uh, And we don't have the women's schedule either. That's the thing. We don't have the women's schedule yet. We're hoping that comes out soon as well. And Tony Kemper yesterday alluded to a couple things about the schedule, but it's also in pencil, so nothing is final until it's published. So keep that in mind. But we're going to hear from Savannah Wheeler when we continue. Yesterday, she was named to the preseason All-Conference USA team, according to Conference USA. So we had an opportunity to speak with her today. We're going to play that in its entirety. Later on, we're going to hear from Tony Kemper. Now, if you were with me yesterday, you know Tony was with us. This is going to be completely different. A little bit's going to be the same. I will give you that. But at the same time, uh, a lot of different things, talking to Tony, some opportunities for some other folks to – to join in, and so you got a kind of different point of view and some different things that you didn't hear yesterday. So I think it's worth it, so we're going to play it back later on as well. And we'll get your phone calls in as the program progresses. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. So now that you know all of that, I appreciate you listening. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Thursday, November 5th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and earlier this afternoon, I had a chance to catch up with Savannah Wheeler. She was named to the preseason All-Conference USA team yesterday. Four-wheeler is what we're going to call her. We didn't call her that during the actual presser. She heard it. She knows. Uh, She's sort of like a four-wheeler. She's an all-terrain vehicle type player. She's going to get it done. And there are a lot of... A lot of people high on what she's able to bring. She's already done so much for this team. And she has an opportunity to do even more. And she being named to the preseason all-conference USA team. That means people have recognized her abilities and they expect big things from her. So uh, we start out talking to Savannah Wheeler, 
during her, and this was sort of like media day as well for the conference. So uh, this is Savannah Wheeler from earlier when we talked to her on the Zoom meeting. And I believe Taylor Huddleston from the Parthenon got the first question. So uh, we uh, joined that to kind of get... um, Savannah's thoughts as far as how everything progressed. And and that's where Taylor asked that first question. And she was just asking her basically talk about the fact that, you know, we were going to play a game. You know, you were going to have a game and then you're taken away. And just to, to go from there. And here's Savannah Wheeler as we spoke to her earlier. I mean, we were ready to go for that game. Um, So ever since that, since that happened, um, we just take that feeling and just, you know, change it over to this season just to motivate us, you know, with the preseason rankings. I mean, we just take that as well and just take that and motivate us for each practice and every game to just to do best in the tournament. I mean, um, with that, like with the Rice game, um, like with the Southern Miss that we won, I mean, it just – I mean, I, we – we did finish pretty strong with it, but um, like we were we were just totally devastated with that as, as soon as we found out. But I mean, it is what it is. But uh, we just had to move on from it and just translate to this year. How have you used the time in between what happened at the tournament to now to get better? Uh, I know it's been difficult with uh, all the restrictions and everything that you have to do to even get together as a team. So, you know, do you feel like as an individual, you've had maybe a unique opportunity to get better, or has there's been some downside to the way this time has played out? Um, I could say probably the unique side of it. I mean, like with the time that we spent off uh, since March to right now, or really when we started back up in July, um, you know, with, like you said, the restriction, not going to a gym, um, usually spend other time like going outside, just doing like the little things, like taking each – thing that I've learned in the past from last year and just use that and then try to work on some other things that I feel like would help me become better. Has it been difficult trying to um, stay unified as a team? I know you can't hang out with each other and I'm sure there've been a lot of personal restrictions. Has that been really difficult? Yeah, it's, it's been a little difficult. It's just a different thing. And uh, I mean, we're just going to have to, I mean, it is what it is. We just have to move with it. I mean, in order for us to play, to have games, I mean, those are what we, I mean, we have to follow those in order to have a season. Yeah, going off that, to practice with one of these on, how how different is that? Oh, it's totally different. I mean, we all we all don't really like it, but um, I mean, it just protects us, protects each other, and um, I mean, that's just. I mean, we have to live with it. So I mean, it's just it's craziness, but I mean. We just have to accept it. So I'm sure you heard the boys program twice and the men's program twice had to stop, had to stop because of, you know, because someone got it or tracing or COVID, but you guys have, I want, I guess it's truthfully you've done a better job, I guess, than the boys or gotten luckier. Um, what, what steps has coach kind of told you guys to, to stay safe and, and still play basketball with these new rules in place? I mean, he just tells us every day after practice, I mean, you just got to be smart with where you're at and what you're doing. It's just, I mean, wherever you go, you just have to wear a mask. I mean, it's just in order, like I said before, in order to have a season, I mean, we have to protect ourselves. And uh, we've been real lucky with it so far, so. 
and the the thought of now playing you know the same opponent twice in two days is that is that can be kind of weird you know you, you normally play someone earlier in the season and you see him later but now the I mean do you think it's a positive is it a negative um I mean it kind of depends on I me mean, it's just gonna it's gonna be weird playing the same team same team twice but I mean I mean I guess we could say it could be a positive because, I mean, if we play them once, we can, like, be aware of what they're running so then we can expect it the next game maybe. But, I mean, it's just it's just a weird feeling, but there's nothing you can do about it. But uh, Basketball-wise for you yesterday, your, your, your pick to the all-conference team, uh, was, that, I guess, was that kind of a, a surprise for you? Uh, yeah, I was a – a little surprised with at first with it, but I uh, I don't try to look at the individual side of it. I uh, like to focus like the team part of it because what I see is like whatever you do to like reach your team goals. I mean everything else will fall into place, but I don't I don't normally try to look at the individual side of it. I try to focus on the team part. So with that in mind, how does the team look? Uh. Uh, looking real good. I mean, we got newcomers that are that are going to help us, and then we have that grad transfer Kennedy. So, well, she'll provide a lot of experience with us. But I mean, with all the newcomers that we have, I mean, it's just it's going to be a good year for us. For you as a freshman to have that incredible season where you just you know you kind of burst onto the scene, lead the team in scoring. How do you, I guess, how do you up your game in year number two for you? I mean, it's just playing with great teammates. Um, I've I've enjoyed playing with them, and then we all just, I mean, like feed off of each other and um, just being around them that, like, motivate you and just motivating each other. I mean, just trying to compete every day. I mean, that's, that's what we've been doing. That's Savannah Wheeler, named to the preseason All-Conference USA team. We've got Tony Kemper. We're going to talk about what the season holds for him. We've got him. I'm still keeping an eye out for a conference and non-conference schedule. I got the conference one here. And it's pretty much the same, except the dates have been moved. So I'm, I'm waiting now for what we can expect from the non-conference side. We'll get all of that when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Earlier this afternoon, I had a chance to catch up with head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper, as today, uh, sort of also uh, as a uh, media day type event, talking to the head coach. And now I talked to him yesterday, but I thought he had some interesting things to say today that were different than what we talked about yesterday. So this isn't exactly a repeat of our conversation yesterday. I did have some fun with him earlier in the meeting as far as didn't I just talk to you and uh I started out when I started with him I flat out asked him hey it's been maybe what a day since I saw you uh how have you improved what's changed since I talked to you less than 24 hours ago 
Well, we had a practice. We knocked a practice out, so that's always good. Um, you know, especially during uh, during these times. So um, I, I'm good. I'm good. Team's good. Uh, trying to trying to work through the the kinks of kind of start stop that type of stuff, which uh, which isn't easy. Um, but you know, I've told a lot of people that, um, and I think this is true. I I think that maybe this generation doesn't get enough credit for. Uh, for being uh, for being pretty gritty, um, and maybe they haven't had a chance to show that. But um, you know, we we have freshmen here. We've got a pretty big freshman class. I think four. Um, you know, and it, you think about that that class just individually. That class of kids, they really got kind of out their their senior year was really kind of different, ruined, however you want to say it. Um, and now their freshman year, their first semester of freshman year in college looks nothing like what your first first. Uh, first semester is supposed to look like. And, um, you know, for them to st stick in there when you know, they, ca they can't go home and you, you, the, socially it's very, very hard to meet people, you know, outside of the our basketball circle and it, it's just different. And so I, I give them a lot of credit for uh, adjusting to, to times that are just unprecedented in terms of what we're asked to do, what we're asking them to do. And, um, you know, we're not perfect with uh, with everything we're doing decision wise, but I, I think generally speaking, they want to play. And, and uh, if you want to play, you know, it's kind of like Samantha said, you got to be, got to be masking, you got to be, uh, you know, being tight with who, who you're hanging around and different stuff like that. And, um, do the best you can. And, and uh, that's, that's the process that we're in every day is uh, different, honestly. Um, it's hard to plan very far in advance because it's kind of worthless. Honestly, I mean, it does, you've got a plan that lasts for sometimes less than 24 hours and that thing goes out the window. So um, you got to be wiggly. I guess kind of my term. You got we, we got to be, I think, wiggly as a team. Uh, got to be be that way as a coach in terms of, uh, you know, maybe we have a list of everything that we want to be able to do. I'm not sure you're going to have it all this year. <laughs> you know, it, it's the, the rhythm of of time and stuff like that. It's just it's not always there. So you kind of. You put it in on the same maybe plan, but sometimes there's some interruptions in there. What kind of leadership are you getting? Uh, I mean, this is a difficult time. It's a different time. So how much leadership are you getting and how much are you leaning on them to get you and the, the, the new members of the team and everyone else through this? Well, I, I think leadership is going to be a key. I think experience is a key this year um, because of uh, just because of all the stuff that you're going through. And I, I think when you look at our team, um, you know, we that shouldn't be a problem for us, and and I'm I'm happy with where it's at, but I'm also wired the way that I, I don't ever look at everything and like, hey, we got that completely figured out. That's that's perfect there. No, let's not try to do any better over there. Um, but you know, it starts with our seniors. Taylor Pearson, Kristen Mayo played a ton here at Marshall. Um, have had the ball in their hands when it matters. Uh, have guarded people that we knew if we were going to have success, they had to do well against them. Um, they practice hard. They're great students. I mean, it, our leadership should be spot on with that crew. You add another senior who, um, Kennedy Colclaw, um, who came to us from Stetson. I've been extremely pleased with her. I mean, she hit the ground running. She very much feels, looks, and acts like those other two that I just talked about, except I've never had her in a game. I mean, that's the difference. But um, as far as somebody walking into practice and and being able to figure out and, and looking like she's heard me talk before, that was Kennedy, you know. So those three seniors have, they're off to a good start. I think 
as the season goes on in games and things like that, um, how they continue to pull us together, how they push buttons within that group. I, I think that remains to be seen, but I, we have the makings of a great senior class there. They, they've got to go do that kind of stuff in, in action. Um, and then I think you go a class down and you're talking about Lorelai Roper, you're talking about Kia Civils. Uh, those are two more that have played a lot. You know, they're in, they have been in games when it matters. So, you know, I'm excited about that. And then, you know, I just talked about five players and none of those five are the one that was just sitting right here, you know. So, um, you know, from my point of view, that we should be able to figure it out. You know, we should be, figure, be able to figure it out. Now, the rest of the league doesn't think that highly of us, you know. That's not unlike what it's been. Um, you know, we're always picked 12, 13, somewhere in there. Um, two years ago, we were fifth. Last year, we were eighth, you know. Um, but I like the crew that we have. I like the way they move. Um, I think we're pretty skilled. Um, you know, I think we're a little bit bigger. Uh, I think we're, we move a little bit better with some of our size. Uh, but they have to go produce when, it, when the lights are on. Do you, you think this is a crew, this is a team that will see where the league has them and just ignore that and go do what they think they're capable of and what they expect them to do? Or are they playing with a little chip on their shoulder? They've got something to prove. I mean, what's what's the disposition of this team when they see things like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think the end answer to that is it remains to be seen, right? But I, they're aware of uh, you know thoughts, and I mean, we can all look at polls and different things like that, and and uh, I don't know why it wouldn't motivate us. I mean, I, I don't understand how we would be wired any different than than to have a little something in our craw about that. Um, you know, now the the. The other side of that is maybe the lead, you know, if you look at our schedule and I've been saying this to anybody that'll listen, it, it is extremely tough on the conference side. We, we play, you know, we're playing everybody twice or we're playing, yes, it's nine teams twice. We play one, two, three, four, five in the preseason poll. Okay. I don't know because I haven't looked at everybody else, but we're probably the only school that has that. You know, I don't know that anyone else has that. So you look in our, you know, we kind of went region based. Our regions, Middle Tennessee, Western, Charlotte, Old Dominion. All right. Well, in women's basketball, those, those schools have been tremendously consistent and good. And then we go out of our region and they hand us Rice, which Rice is the uh, Rice is the back-to-back -back conference champion. So, you know, it's we're going to play one, two, three, four, five. That's 10 games right there against what everyone thinks is the best five teams in the league. You know, so maybe people looked around and said it's going to be a tough road road for Marshall based on just their schedule. I don't know. Um, but, but I think we'll be motivated. I, I think that that will, uh, that they'll feel like they have something to try to prove. And that's not, you know, like I said, that's not unlike where, where we've been. So you don't think you're going to have to go in and manufacture that motivation. They either have it or they don't. <laughs> well, I, I think they're wired in the right way. I think this group is wired. I think the leadership's wired, right. Um, but we won't, you know, they're gonna have to play well. I mean, I believe that 100% that I know how good our league is in women's basketball. I think a year ago we were headed to multiple bids in out of Conference USA if if things don't get stopped down in down in Frisco and I'm not saying there's there is uh the numbers back that up. You know, that's not a coach sitting up here. We had RPIs that were in in well within the range of multiple bids out of this league, you know. So that is uh 
I completely understand and our team completely understands the quality of, of teams in our league in women's basketball. I don't know anything about any other sport. I know how good it is in ours, and it's very, very good. Uh, Coach, you mentioned a few minutes ago about Taylor Pearson. We know she's coming off that injury. How has she looked now that she's back? Uh, she looks good. You know, it, it, the, it was shoulder, so that's probably uh, – it, it affects you in basketball for sure, just based on how it's played. You know, you got to have your hands above your head, stuff like that. And, um, but she looks good. And then, you know, once she gets some rhythm in terms of uh, stacking practices and shooting on top of each other, uh, Taylor can play. So uh, she's just got to be healthy and, and she'll be she'll be just fine. What have you found to be the most difficult adjustment in practice with the wearing of the masks and, and face shields? And, you know, does that hamper your screaming ability at all? <laughs> I've got a pretty loud voice. So I, I don't think that our players would answer that it's bothered me in the slightest. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the toughest thing has been we have not we have not played a lot of basketball just you know five straight minutes of up and down I mean you have a mask on and we have practiced 100% masks we we haven't taken them off um, yet so uh, you know we're we're playing we're playing very small three possessions at a time type stuff so uh, you know I think doing that and and being in that part of the season I think it's it's coming for us pretty quick but that's probably been the biggest thing and they've adjusted very quickly to the practice rules that we have and how they have to do it. And um, it, it's not easy to wear a mask while you're out there running around and they've, they've adjusted well. And I appreciate that out of them. Um, but, you know, not having that side of it is, uh, is something that we eventually got to do. I mean, <laughs> before we start the season, we, we need to go live down and back um, stacks and possessions together. So you mentioned a few minutes ago about the schedule, the fact that it's kind of based by region now and you're playing someone maybe twice in two days or twice in three days. Is that a positive or a negative if, you know, if you don't want to see these guys right again? Well, I think it's a positive because we're trying to play games, you know. So we have, uh, as is everything right now, it's kind of like we we make a plan and then the plan gets scrutinized and you kind of point out the problems in it and you try to readjust. But, you know, the, the goal is to play, get as many games in and get as good of experience as we can for our student athletes. And so we've adjusted um, some things to try to make that possible. Um, so I, I think it, you know, it is what it is that not, that's not a great quote to say, but um, it's going to be different. It's going to be unique. Um, everybody's going through it though. So, um, I, I don't I don't think there's any competitive advantage issues there or anything like that. I mean, both teams are going to have to figure out um, the new normal, so to speak. And, um, you know, I, like I've said already, I think, uh, you know, how how we adjust and different things like that. And that remains to be seen. Um, I haven't planned too far ahead into that yet, but we'll have to think about how we approach, you know, that quick of a back to back. Um, you know, and how do you, how do you do it? Because that's that's like the NBA. You know, the NBA Finals where you're playing on back-to-back days. So that's something that doesn't happen very often. It happens a little bit. Um, conference tournament, that kind of stuff. Um, it will be helpful that it's the same team. So you're talking about the same players um, on consecutive nights. Um, actions and stuff that they run will be fairly similar from night to night. So um, you know, I, I think that we will just have to figure it out. Hopefully, we figure it out quick. We talked about this, Coach, as far as that back-to-back nature. Is it going to be more of a, a player's game at this point, or is it going to be a lot of chess matches, you know, tactician work? Because 
you'll give it your best shot on, say, Friday and Saturday. They might have something completely different for you, but at the same time, you might have something completely different for them. So does it come down to a chess match, or is it just going to be player going out and playing? Well, I think it's players. I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're going to organize them as good as we can, and you, you definitely always have some different ways that you can do things. But, um, you know, as I said before, I think one of the challenges this year has been um, the, the nature of consistency of practices and different things like that. It's just it's it's not quite as easy to look at your schedule and say, I know I'm going to have you on, you know, these five days leading into Charlotte or whatever it is. You know, I mean, so I, I think that uh, first off, first of all, we got to get good at kind of the simple things that's going to define us. And then as we get the time to add different ways to play in, I think, um, you know, I certainly think if you can make yourself look different at times, that would be advantageous when you're back to back. You know, there there's some maybe subtle ways that you can change the way you're doing things that make it make it feel different for that other team. But, um, you know, right now, I think it, the key is we got to get good at what, you know, we're going to hang our hat on first. And then as we get the time to maybe build in some other stuff. Uh, Coach, I know this offseason had a chance to cook with you for a little bit, kind of kind of see what that all was. And I know you said that was a big part of the, the team's offseason bonding. Now you, I'm pretty sure you probably can't do that. So what are other team bonding activities you could do in the middle of this pandemic? Practice, practice. That's what that's what we can do. I mean, you know, and I've told I've told Paul this on the radio, and I've, I've that I think that has been probably the biggest challenge. And I talked about the freshman class and the things they've gone through. I mean, the 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 bottom line is we basically come come to work, we go to practice, you know, together, and then it's when practice is done, they they go their separate ways, and we're supposed to stay out of groups and different things like that. So that stuff has been very very difficult. We've done some things on Zoom and different stuff like that, but it's I mean it. It's helpful, but it's not very personable, you know, and I mean, that's that's the way things are right now. But um, you try to make the most of the opportunities that you have in practice. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm pleased with their cohesiveness and things like that in the short amount of time and, and the spaces that they can do it. I think they've taken advantage of that. And, uh, you know, I think they have uh, they've bonded well under the circumstances. And, and uh, you know, I think once you start games, I think that that process speeds up and it picks up. And so, um, you know, we're not too far away from that. And and I think that's exciting for us all. It, it didn't seem like you were the biggest fan of Paige's knock-knock joke. Is there more jokes to come? Um, you never know with Paige. I mean, that that is, uh, that's every day, you know, that's, that's my reality. But um, I'm not a jokester that much, but, but she, uh, she said it was really important. So that, that was really important. And is it important to maybe, I know you mentioned practice is the, the main way to get, you know, get this team going, but is it important to maybe step aside from basketball for a little bit and, and share jokes or share other things that isn't just about the game 24 seven? It is, it is. And I, I probably, uh, do that more than what I give myself credit for. I mean, you know, we, we try to, um, we try to have a good time off the floor and I, I try not to always be about basketball. And, um, you know, I think that that's been the hardest part this year is just, you know, they, they can't really come in the office that much and they can't hang around when they're in there. And, um, you know, usually you have a chance to talk about things and learn about individuals and, and what they do outside of when you see them. And, and that time has been, it's been severely hampered. You know, it's not all the way gone, but it's, you just got to be smart about the things that you try to do uh, for the good of the group. And, and uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it, that, that stuff's fun. And, and uh, you know, Paige's got a good personality for things like that. So it's not surprising that, um, you know, she tried to get me. And how about the thought of possibly, 
obviously it's still early, but the possibility of, of playing without fans in the stands, I know, you know, the NBA did it and things like that, but uh, again, that might change, but for the moment, you know, you might be playing basketball and you might have the loudest. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that uh, we'll, we'll do the best we can, you know, and I, they want to play. So, you know, they, I think they understand, um, you know, we practice that way where you have to bring your own energy. Um, you know, they, I think they're excited about the opportunity, whatever it looks like, you know, would we like to play with fans? Absolutely. Um, but if the choice is between uh, games with or, or no games at all or games without, I, mean, I know which way we're going to lean. So, um, you know, there, we have not, uh, we haven't been to a, a, uh, a neutral site tournament for a couple of years, but um, you know, that's, that's what it feels like. A lot of times you go to maybe somebody else's home floor and you play in a little four man or a four team tournament. And sometimes that the game before they play, there's really nobody there. So, uh, some of them have experienced that and the importance of, you know, your team being ready and your team bringing energy for each other. Um, you know, it's just been a couple of years since we had that opportunity, I guess. There you have it, Tony Kemper. He's gotten more airtime this week than um, than anybody on the show. So um, you should know what's up with Marshall women's basketball now. If you don't, go back and listen to yesterday. And if you missed any of this, you can go back and listen to it on the podcast as well. We will wrap the show up when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, you're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Trying to keep track of everything that's happening daily with the football schedule. Thankfully, the Thundering Herd in a good place this week so far, but unfortunately, some schools not in that position. Conference USA, every week somebody has to adjust their schedule. Somebody has to adjust their schedule because teams are coming down with COVID or there are issues. And so the game with North Texas and Louisiana Tech, that game, according to Brett McMurphy and Stadium, he tweeted this out about an hour ago, that game has been postponed because of COVID issues at North Texas. So ultimately, at the end of the day, I wake up on a Saturday for our pregame, and I'm sitting there looking and making sure that, okay, I have this material, I have to race, I have this I can use for our preview because we look at the Conference USA schedule during our pregame show on Saturday. And it's been a challenge to do that. I've had times where we've got a couple of games that are already in progress, so we're not previewing those games. And I've had to completely delete an entire segment because you just don't know. Washington at Cal, that game is canceled. Other games are are being canceled. It's happening all the time, and it's going to be continuous. Saturday's Air Force at Army game postponed because of COVID issues at Air Force. That came out earlier today as well. And so you keep going down the list, and it's hard to try to prepare on a given week. We saw it happen last week to Marshall. Now, thankfully, this hasn't happened yet. There hasn't been a, a late cancellation of the game, and you hope next week, Middle Tennessee, there's no cancellation there, especially since the significance of the date uh, is um, one that 
a lot of Hurt fans would probably there would still be things going on in honor of the the plane crash victims, uh, the 75, but the game itself has uh, come to mean a lot more to people. So you're you're hoping that, okay, nothing happens for that game. Win or lose, you just hope that game gets played. And so that's where we're at right now. So more games in Conference USA being thrown by the wayside and postponed, and we're running out of dates to make these things up. And so – I don't know how we're going to get through basketball. You hope that we can get through basketball. Of course, we've had some complications with men's basketball so far, and things are shut down, COVID-19 contract tracing, and they're going to get back at it here uh, in under two weeks. And then we're waiting for a non-conference schedule to be released. And, of course, you've seen on several reports that there would be a series of games the day before Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving for the Thundering Herd, sort of a, a mini-event. and You don't know what the rest of the conference schedule and non-conference schedule are going to look like due to COVID-19 or just what games you potentially have to play. I mean, the one thing's certain. You've got January 1st as your launching point for the conference schedule. You just don't know what the non-conference components are going to look like here until we get an official release. And honestly, until I see it, I believe it's in pencil because I don't know how many games we're going to be able to actually legitimately play. And the thing here is we're talking about an indoor sport and limited amount of players. So if someone comes down, contracts the virus, you're shutting down a team just about. Football, you have some options. If you're doing things right, you can limit the exposure. If there is a case, you can still function. Of course, unfortunately, FIU can't function right now because they don't have enough student-athletes, scholarship-athletes, to be able to field a football team. So you got to be careful out there. So I think everything that we're doing right now, we still need to continue to be vigilant. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate everyone coming and being a part of it today. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow, Friday. We'll talk high school football. That means uh, our final game. We've got our final broadcast tomorrow of the season for Huntington High School. And we'll find out on Saturday which teams get in the playoffs and which teams are eligible to play due to the color map. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.